0: everyone. Welcome back to Tent Talks. I'm Stacy, and I'm here with Marnie Robertson. Hello. Hi, Marnie. <laughs> Hi. So if you didn't hear the previous episode, Marnie and I were talking about meditation, because we had the same meditation teacher mm-hmm. we found out years yeah. later. <laughs> and we just talked about that as a launching point and what we... Really like about meditation. Mm -hmm. And now, fast forward to the present, Marnie's doing emotional mentoring sessions Mm -hmm. and she's also going to graduate school. Yeah. And tell us about that. Yeah. So, with
1: emotional mentoring, it was just this time last year that I was like, I really want to put into practice the skills I was already learning in grad school, a counseling degree. And I felt like I can kind of make it this, like, you know, it's not therapy because I don't have a license, but it is utilizing tools and interventions, and it's a much more affordable rate than, you know, a therapist would cost. So it was kind of a mutual beneficial idea where, like, clients could come, they could pay less, but they're still getting, like, therapeutic quality care. But it's evolved over the year. Um to where I'm actually probably going to take a little step down with the emotional mentoring because I'll be starting my internship very soon. And my internship will like take a lot of time and I'll be seeing clients one-on-one. And I'm just starting with, you know, I kind of admit like I judged it at first (laughs) because I did my practicum there. It's just a small counseling office in American Fork. It's called Alpine Counseling Center. And it just has some like long time therapists mm-hmm. in, in the area. But as I've been there, I've been like, you know, there's like a quality of wisdom. I think especially with my supervisor who has been practicing therapy for 30 years now. And he kind of knows the ins and outs of like Utah and like laws in Utah with therapy and licensure. And then he's also, he's very much more like, Rogerian where he's like he just likes to sit with people and like authentically relate to them so when I entered in I was like I'm so experimental I'm so like somatically based and this might not work out but then as I've been there I'm like no this is like a really like the office is just very grounded yeah so I'm I'm more experimental wanting to do the somatics but as I've been there it's been like a really good learning opportunity Yeah. And so I start my internship there this month and it just won't afford me the time to do a lot of my emotional mentoring. But I do have clients that I see regularly and I'll continue to see them. But it's going to kind of just evolve into my work as a therapist and like working towards my license, which is really
0: exciting. (laughs) I've noticed over the years with massage, mm-hmm. where I have felt like an authority on something, and I'll be like coming into a situation <laughs> like I know everything yeah. about, it. <laughs> and then like getting there and seeing somebody's wisdom or approach, mm, yeah, and, and slowing down a bit and saying, "Okay, this is valid, and it's working for people for a reason." Yeah, and it always amazes me how. As human beings, we're really dynamic, but we follow this, like, teacher-student path all the time. And it recycles itself even in the same, like, industry and the same, like, yeah. I do it all the time with massage. Yeah.
1: Uh, Keeping that humility is hard. And I'm going to share this quote because I just read this the other day. Yeah. And it's relevant. It's from Carl Jung. And he says... Uh, Let no day pass without humbly remembering that everything has still to be learned. Yeah. Like we're just little babies in a big,
0: wide universe. My therapist is retired and she's so wise. Mm -hmm. And she had to teach me to be humble really fast Yeah, because I was just coming in like, I have been doing this work for 20 years. Like, I know what I'm doing. You know, and it was like, no, Mm -hmm. you don't know. Yeah. Let me tell you (laughs) all the things you don't know, but really gently and just showing you the way. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, it's a practice over and over again of being like, it's okay for me to be wrong. Mm -hmm. It's okay for me to learn. It's okay for me to not know. Yeah. It's okay for me to be doing something like, Totally different now yeah. than I was doing a year ago. Mm-hmm. That's all okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's the softening. <laughs> yeah, softening. Like we're we're just like not gonna get it right. Maybe the first time, the second time, or even the hundredth time. And I've noticed that like a lot in my degree, and as I've sat with people for mentoring, or I've sat with people in my previous two internship. It was called practicum. But it's this, like, I get a little anxious because I'm I'm like, ooh, I want to I wanna make something happen. I want to heal this person. I want to, like, jump ahead. Yeah, I want to push the river. Come on. And then I would get in, like, a supervision meeting, and they would just be like, yeah, like, why do you feel like you have to rush into, like, interventions? <laughs> like, don't you think, like, maybe just sitting, there's a therapeutic quality to just sitting with the person? Mm. And just attuning and saying like, hey, you don't have to be different in my presence. I'm just excited to be with you as you are.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Co-regulation. Again, back to like meditation acceptance. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's just start with. Let's be with what is. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's one of the reminders
0: when I go in
1: and I'm feeling a little bit like uh, going into a session with someone. Then I'm like, okay, Marnie, lean back in your chair like if i'm like really trying to effort oh yeah just lean back and settle into i can only do what occurs to me and then track my client and that's that's something one of my professors at Naropa would always say uh joseph soma is his name but he would just be like you can only do what occurs to you like you're not an expert <laughs> yeah you're not pulling something you're not the magician pulling a rabbit out of the hat you are there to maybe like help the person see their own path to healing. Because they already, we talked about this, I think, in the last episode, but like they already have that everything they need packaged inside of them for healing. Mm -hmm. And you're simply there as kind of like a reflector or like for the transference situation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, or like... Just to remind them, hey, you're safe. And I'm willing to be with you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Some people have never even had that modeled. Yeah. Of just that pure witness, Mm -hmm. witnessing. Mm -hmm. Because we get really fast in our relationships. Mm -hmm. And most of the people that we are communicating with, there's like an agenda to the communication. Yes. The focus isn't just the self. Mm-hmm. And so it really is the profound gift mm-hmm. just to be with another person, yeah, while they're in their process, yeah, yeah. And we forget that because I think I get caught in mm-hmm. saviorism stuff, mm-hmm. and there's an impatience because I want people to join me where I am. Like, yes. come over here. Yes. There's this new way to see it on the other side. Yeah. But I went to dinner with some friends, and somebody was sharing something hard that was happening to mm-hmm. them and it was really vulnerable of them to share. And then immediately after somebody like shared a funny story mm-hmm. and I just sat and I'm like watching the group dynamic and I yeah. just sat with it and I, and I said, I know why that person needed to change it to be funny and uplifting yeah. and lighten it. Yeah. Cause I used to be that person. Mm-hmm. I used to do that all the time. Yeah. Like I need to, the tensions are high in the room. I've got to yeah. do something to like shift it. And look at that awareness, Stacy. Mm-hmm. like you um, and not saying like
1: not to elevate you, but like you at this point in your awareness where you can see all oh, this person is sitting with a lot of pain. And then there's this other person who like maybe has discomfort with the pain. That's human. And they yeah. have to do this thing. And I recognize yeah. it because I've been doing <laughs> yeah. it like um, yeah, yeah, my whole life.
0: Yeah, I know it's. It's interesting, yeah, to sit, mm. I I wouldn't have been able to sit in the group dynamic with myself mm. in that way, mm-hmm. had somebody not been sitting with me in the way where they're watching me yeah. in my process. <laughs> so it is like a modeling of sorts yeah, as well, just yeah. to be able to have that skill set.
1: Yeah, like in the, at least in my course of degree, a lot of my instructors, professors, they bring it back to like authentic relating. Because you can get caught up in like, okay, I have the knowledge. And so somehow I'm separate from my
0: client. Mm -hmm.
1: And they're like, no, take away that like hierarchy. Yeah. And just remember like you're a human with another human. And yes, you're learning the skills where you're, you know, you're not jumping in with prescriptions and you're not interrupting them and saying like, well, that happened to me. You're learning that stuff. But at the end of the day, you're just like, Oh, I'm a human with all my problems, sitting with another human with all their problems. And I just want to listen.
0: And I just want to get curious about like what's unfolding. I remember the beginning of me like finding a therapist. Mm. I was like, I can't find anybody who's shitty at relationships. Like I want to know who (laughs) this person is. Like I simply can't be learning anything from somebody who isn't perfect. Yeah. And I think that, like, projection of, like, me thinking that somebody could only assist me if they were perfect. Yeah. yeah. Because you, you were like, I want the perfection. Yeah. I want to be perfect.
1: Uh-huh. And once I'm perfect, I won't suffer anymore. <laughs> I won't have pain.
0: <laughs> it's so childish now, but no, in no. my 20s, that was, like, literally yeah. how I was searching for a therapist. Yeah,
1: but it's a drive, like, for sure. And then... You know, on the flip side of that, I get down on myself like, oh, the other day I got mad at my child. I did something mean. And then I was like immediately feeling shame, like, how am I going to offer therapy to people if I'm a mean mom? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it's like, (laughs) whoa, wait, Mm -hmm. if I'm not a human (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I'm not compassionate towards myself, how in the heck is someone going to sit with me? and feel like I can be compassionate towards them. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to what we talked about in the last piece with like self-compassion. This is huge. I had a whole class that was just based on compassion training for counselors because you have to have a foundation of like, can you come back to yourself? Forgive yourself, love yourself. And that's the only way
0: you will be able to do that with other people. Have you ever done emotional freedom technique EFT? Ooh. It's, EFT sounds It's familiar. like tapping? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But there's a line that is often said with tapping and mm. essentially for those that don't know EFT is like you say certain statements and you tap on your mm-hmm. body in places that connect neural pathways and like stimulate mm. and it's based on the meridian system mm. but anyway you say things while you're tapping and mm-hmm. one of the things that they often say is i love and i accept myself completely i forgive myself yeah. completely and I went through a period of my life where I was doing like so much tapping, mm-hmm. but the things that come back to me is just like, I love and accept myself, yeah, completely. I forgive myself fully, because mm-hmm. I think that's such a huge barrier is, is we hold ourselves hostage in a way mm-hmm. of expanding. Because of that, like perfectionist or because of whatever, Mm -hmm. it's like, well, I can't be fully expanded into this therapist role because I was mean one time to my kid. (laughs) I lost patient, you know, or whatever, or multiple times, whatever. It it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. But it's like this idea of like, I can't fuck up because then I can't be who I want to be.
1: Yeah. Ooh, yeah. And that made me think. Clarissa Pinkola Estes, who talks about the wounded healer. Okay, yeah. 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 And how we have to have our own human experience. If we've been dissociating from Mm. our experience, we can't sit with someone else in their experience. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've related to the wounded healer. Mm -hmm. I learned about that archetype early on because Mm -hmm. I, I knew that that that's why people got into healing work. Mm -hmm. It's because they were trying to heal themselves first. Yeah, yeah. And I thought I knew what that meant. And then over time, it just keeps evolving and evolving and evolving. Mm -hmm. Because the deeper that I go on my own journey, the more that I unlock and uncover. And it's like, okay, at first it was just (laughs) this, and now it's this, and now it's way more complex. And I think- (laughs) How I relate to the wounded healer is in the chakra system, the base, Mm -hmm. the root chakra, it's about community and it's about your tribe and where you Mm -hmm. come from. Mm -hmm. And to start the journey of the ascension of the moving energy Mm -hmm. through your body, you have to leave the community, mm-hmm. you have to leave the tribe. And that's a really important part yeah. of any journey. And when you take the hero or the heroine's journey with like yeah. Jungian, uh-huh. you leave from whence you came and you yeah. go on a journey. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't ever leave. Yeah. Yeah. they stay in their same community, they stay in their same religion, they Uh stay in their same, like our family does it this way. And like, you kind of have your life planned before you, before you're even born. Like your parents, you know, you go to the same college or university your parents did. You go in the same business, inherited business, you know, all these things that people just do and they repeat generation after generation. And you have to be willing to leave. Yeah. And make that initial journey away. Yeah. And
1: there's like there's a parallel reality there. Because you can literally leave. (laughs) Yes. And then there's like a level of your psyche where you learn how to uncouple. They're called interjects. Like so when you adopt Philosophies or ideas when you swallow them whole and you never digest them from your family, from your culture, from your community, and they never actually integrated into you. It's called an introject. Mm. And like, so going inside and um, being able to, like, oh, I keep telling myself I should do this or I have to be this way. That's probably an introject. That's not.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're like, I actually yeah. don't want to do that. Yeah. I'm and not so gonna do that.
1: Yeah. So maybe, maybe you, uh, you know, you live in the same town and you do participate in the same community, but there's a possibility that you will go on a journey just through your psyche of
0: individuation. Yeah. yeah. I have five siblings. Three of them live very far away. Mm-hmm. The t- two of us live close. Yeah. I feel like I am the most, like, removed philosophically. Yeah. But I'm the closest to my parents. Yeah. Like, origin of, like, living nearby. Yeah, but your travels of your psyche have gone Mm -hmm. far. Yeah. Gone far. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up. That's just so, yeah, important Mm -hmm. to, because it's symbolic and literal. It's metaphor and. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: I want to speak to this, so one of the philosophies that has really resonated since I learned about it, and then I feel like it's one of the foundations of like how i'm gonna be as a therapist is the belief that people are you know an organism that knows how to heal itself,
0: mm-hmm. yes,
1: and that's kind of we've touched on it through these episodes, but like the idea that we're self organizing and sometimes we organize around those things, right? Like the what was inherited. Mm-hmm. But truly, like our system has the ability to right itself, to heal, to like find the pathway. And it always is wanting to come back to homeoresis. Mm-hmm. Homeoresis is like a state of healthy movement, right? Healthy mm-hmm. cycles. And then the process of therapy is just like, oh, let's see what's blocking you from that. Let's see what's like, where you keep getting stuck or where you haven't completed an experience. And then that, you know, you can build a lot on that. You can build nervous system, you know, like education and and um, practices, or you can look at a person's ecology, like what's in their literal environment that's blocking them,
0: you know, race, income, location. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like A lot of my work in 2020 Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and 2021 was really slowing down and looking at ecology to gain compassion. Mm -hmm. And there were some people that did not take that journey. And because now I have, I see it really clearly. Mm -hmm. If somebody can't hold compassion for somebody, in that way of like recognizing there are so many factors right now that this person just cannot control. Yeah. So the homeo. Rhesus. Rhesus. I yeah. want to say stasis. Cause that's what I'm yeah. used to saying. Uh-huh. Homeo It's like, yeah, it's so multidimensional. Cause it's like within the self of what mm-hmm. the body can do. Yeah. Patterns and relationships. Mm-hmm. And then there's this whole other side of it of just like, If your job just isn't paying you enough and you're stuck in a poverty cycle, that is not your fault. Yeah. And it's happening to so many people. Yeah. And like racism is so real. Yeah. And it's so like once your eyes are open and attuned to it, you can't unsee it. Yeah. Because it's such a thread running throughout language (laughs) <laughs> um, not only language, yeah. but like how we live, how mm-hmm. our how our whole society is mm-hmm. organized, the structure. Yeah, And once you see it, you see it on a lot of levels.
1: Yeah. And this is why like, okay, cognitive behavioral therapy, I think has its place. It works for a lot of people, but it's not something I gravitate to because there is this kind of like, one of the principles there is like, yeah, you can like switch your mind and like get past something with the power of your mind and i believe that to a degree but i'm like well you can switch your mind to a point but then if your environment isn't conducive to like maintaining
0: that rewiring Mm
1: -hmm. you're not going anywhere
0: yeah yeah and in fact as soon as i started following a lot of specifically black women on tiktok yeah (laughs) TikTok is like my, uh, was my education (laughs) platform for the last several years, but it's, it's so true just to like, your environment does matter. You cannot, you cannot plant seeds into Mm -hmm. unhealthy soil and expect this miraculous outcome. Yeah. And there's only so much people can do within a system that's, that's tearing them down. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I find myself constantly getting sucked back into the the story of like, what am I doing wrong? That's why my life is so hard right now. Yeah. Like I did, I woke up and I must have just done something wrong today because it's a bad day <laughs> and I'm bad and there's shame here. Instead of like looking around and you had touched on this, I think outside of recording, but the idea that like the pandemic <laughs> has been like, living within us now for three years and we forget that that's what's happening.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we are just like, oh, I feel crappy. Okay, what am I doing wrong? I got to fix my life. I got to change things around in my own individual little sphere when it's like, whoa, wait, take some steps back. No, all of us are like
0: mm-hmm.
1: recalibrating. We're all changing. We are- We're changing on a
0: cellular
1: yes. level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're changing on a cellular level and there's people who are like accepting it and working with it. And it's really hard. It's really shitty. And then there's other people who are kind of like floating
0: above it. Like, like, oh, things are back to normal or something like that and just yeah. because like <laughs> just because somebody's floating doesn't mean that there aren't people that are actually doing the feeling. Yeah. And that's really hard because some people refuse to step down mm. into feeling and acceptance. Yeah. And that can just be really trigger it can be well, I hate using the word triggering, but it can be really triggering for those that are in the feeling place of yeah. the world because it's like Open your eyes, yeah, see what's happening, yeah, slow down, get in your body. Mm-hmm. like stop running away from this. yeah, like this is what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. So what's going on with people? yeah, and I just love that you you brought up how my first inclination is of course, the self-blame, even though mm-hmm. here we're talking about all this like self-compassion yeah. and like growing mm-hmm. compa- to recognize the amount of self-blame. Mm-hmm. That I do instead of just saying, wow, there's some systemic things that are happening that are out of my control that are making my life really challenging Mm -hmm. and, and it's okay. Yeah. I don't need to, I don't need to fix all those things. I just need to take care of what I can within my little tiny sphere. And if things are still hard, that's okay. (laughs) That feels like. That's taken all of the work I've ever done in my life condensed yeah. just to like try to stay mm-hmm. in my own business right now, <laughs> right near, right it's now. It's so hard. It's, so, it's hard. so hard.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like you're gonna you go into that discomfort place, and you're just like, "How can I get away from this?" Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> have you
0: ever heard of Kim Cron's she oh. did the Wild the Unknown. Wild unknown. Yeah. yeah. So she kind of has a similar journey uh, mm-hmm. like yours. She's going to graduate school right now and oh. she's doing um, a union cool. program. Cool. And so she has written decks based on union principles. So she did an archetype deck. She did an alchemy deck. Cool. And so I got her alchemy deck mm. um, a couple months back and I've loved – I've used it all through the summer and the fall mm-hmm. and the winter, but I just chose, there's a, a, an iconic spread where because it's alchemy and it's ingredients for those that don't know, alchemy is like the mystical belief that you can like create gold. Yeah. And so it's this quest. It's like a spiritual journey to create gold. Um, But she has this iconic spread in the alchemy deck and it's, less of one ingredient and more of another ingredient and i got more chaos huh i needed more chaos and i was just like sitting with that like chaos more of it yeah and 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 she talks about this like how Mm. this chaotic period Mm -hmm. is such like it will come to an end but it's so fertile because there's so many things just like coming and (sighs) a lot of unknown things that are coming into your sphere and creating this disruption. And this disruption Mm -hmm. is so necessary. And I've been like trying to just accept the chaos. Mm -hmm. And like this morning when we met, I was like (sighs) running late and (laughs) like driving in this big, like clunky car and like (laughs) just disheveled. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is me. This is how I'm showing up today. Boom. And that's where like the groundwork you've laid...
1: To mm-hmm. accept mm-hmm. the reality, accept yourself. Oh, but that's hard. Yeah. Like, it's so hard to allow the chaos. This is so relevant to Stacy. Holy
0: fuck. Yeah.
1: I, like, I'm reading the psychology of transference by Jung, and this is exactly what he's talking about. He's about, like, when you sit in relationship with someone, and he's talking about the therapeutic relationship, Your patient is going to project things onto you. You're going to project things onto your patient. And then that is the substance of the alchemy. Mm. And it's like, can I look? Can I look at um, what's coming up? What am I thinking as I sit with this client? What are they thinking? What is our bodies feeling and it's like this tangible yeah. chemistry yeah. between
0: you, yeah, the and electricity in the air, yeah. yeah. And
1: can you sit with it? And can you allow it to be? And sometimes you'll get pulled into that chaos, that darkness, that unconscious content that's like weird and scary and doesn't feel good, and your nervous systems in all sorts of places. And then, like allowing, he talks about like in the alchemical process, it's like. There's like action and chaos and water and whatever, darkness. And then it's like this you get to this point where it just dies. Yeah. And everything stops and there's stillness.
0: Uh huh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's necessary for then the like next steps of like, you know, awakening, renewal,
0: yes. rebirth,
1: coming out again, bringing it to consciousness. Oh, this is, this is actually what's happening. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but being aware of the chaos <laughs> it is ra- it feels so clumsy it feels uh-huh. all consuming mm-hmm. and everybody has it it's yeah. necessary everybody will go through a cycle
1: oh yeah yeah and the thing that's so human that we all do is when you're in that state of chaos you're just you're constantly like up in your mind like i want to grasp reality i want to like analyze this mm mm-hmm. mhm and grasp reality and make it okay. And what I'm trying to do for myself and what I like want to bring to my sessions is like, "Mm, can you set up an environment, even on a small scale where you can just feel safe enough for even a few minutes to allow the discomfort?
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: To say, okay, you know what? I'm feeling really sad and I'm crying. And instead of analyzing and judging, I'm just gonna ask like, where do I feel this in my body? What do I notice? And not ask why or how, just say like, what does it feel like? And then in that place, and then and even just saying like, I'm going to contain this and I'm going to allow myself to do this for however many minutes with no need to figure it out mm-hmm. and just feel it. And it's sort of amazing like how that act alone can be relieving well you're in mm-hmm.
0: a you're in a curious state yeah you're in, you're back to the the learner, yeah, you're back to that humble place of yeah. like, I'm not all in control of this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like there are some things systemically, mm-hmm. there's things out of my control, but mm-hmm. what I can control is if I'm willing to be yeah. present with myself,
1: yeah, and sometimes it really does pull you down. I want to say you're still in chaos, but it kind of helps you ground when you can say like literally just where do I feel this in my body? And at first it might feel like everywhere, all over. What the heck? I don't know. And then as you practice that, it's like, oh, I feel like in my shoulder. I always feel this like acute tightness in my shoulder when this subject comes up. And then you just, okay, I'm going to just sit with it and feel that. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. The body is holding so much space for us, Mm -hmm. and we spend a lot of time ignoring the body. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a piece that I Mm -hmm. can offer to people. Yeah. Is like, come spend an hour in your body Mm -hmm. and just feel it Mm -hmm. in a way that, you know, possibly is, well, it
1: is safe Mm -hmm. with you. And then, it's, you know, on some degrees it's like pleasurable or it is like kind of painful,
0: but it's for a good benefit. Yeah. yeah That's kind of where I'm at with my practice with my clients right mm-hmm. now is just come and just be with your body for an hour.
1: Yeah. And I want to put in a disclaimer too when you're working with trauma and the body. And I mean, this could be a whole episode in and of itself, but like when you're working with trauma and the body, you really do have to be aware of like, some people can't sit in their body. Even if it's a safe environment, they can't sit in their body. And so it's like they have to build resources first. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Yeah, they do. And that is something that has changed my practice tremendously. Mm -hmm. There's so much about some sessions that are just like, now we're just gonna talk for half the session. Yeah. Because it would be better for you just to say what you need to say.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And yeah. <laughs> However, being with your body looks like mm-hmm. maybe it looks like being with your voice. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Good. Oh my gosh. This has been such an incredible episode. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for joining us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Stacey. (laughs) Yeah. Can you tell everybody where they can find you? We talked about your podcast before, Raven Meditations. Yeah, you can
1: look at my Instagram. It's raven underscore bone underscore meditation. And I have like a Calendly League if you you know want to try a session. But I do free 15-minute consultations. Also, I'm going to be an intern at Alpine Counseling Center. So if you're wanting to step into therapy, they do take insurance, some some insurance. So,
0: yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for being here. And thank thanks, you. everyone, for joining us. We'll see you next time on Tent Talks.